in the course of like researching and like putting together the website and everything, I'm kind of starting to become disillusioned. You're listening to Eddie Hunter. Welcome back, hunters and new hunters. It's your favorite friend of me, Lee, here for. Those who are part of the guild, welcome back. For those who are just joining the guild or are kind of, you know, sticking their nose in the door like, ooh, hey, what's this? What's up? Come in, join. We're all friendly here. Not saying we don't bite, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Anyway, um, so this episode is kind of a mod podge of things. First, I want to just start with um, the website because that's kind of one of the biggest things that are on my mind right now and the website's coming along really well i'm a perfectionist so i'm always like oh i have to push it back i have to push it back and i am pushing it back but just by like one week just so that i can make sure everything like looks the way i want it to look and to make sure that all the content that i want to be on there is ready to be on there um and if you guys don't know you know the the xp hunter website's coming february 1st it's gonna have all the previous podcasts which you can also still find on google play Podcasts, itunes podcast spotify Castbox, um all your great purveyors of uh, podcasts and whatnot um but uh i kind of want another central place to have those so i'm starting the website and it's also going to have our uh xp hunter irl which is a live action tv show with yours truly and you know we're going to go on quests and adventures and it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to obviously um do some co-ops you know bring along some former companions from previous episodes hang out with new companions you know party up stuff like that but in the course of kind of figuring out like what my style is which i still haven't settled on a style if you notice every season the um clip art for the season changes just because i haven't found something that i just steadfastly like so i kind of switch it up every season just to keep it fresh and new you know variety is the spice of life guys no one understand that so um so for the podcast uh so in the course of kind of getting together what i want the tv show to look like um the first five episodes i did them like in september of last year and they're okay they haven't been published yet they will be but i just don't like anything about it i don't i don't like my outfit choices um some of the topics i think are kind of meh but you'll get to see them you'll understand but in the course of doing that i kind of you know did research i watched other youtubers and short form um, video and content creators and like i know why people are attracted to their videos but what i noticed was a lot of their personalities i wasn't really feeling i mean it kind of felt to me the same reason why a lot of times i don't like to watch the news i'd rather read it because i always felt like newscasters were talking at me and not to me and so I think um, with a lot of like YouTube stars or um, short form content creators, I feel like the ideal is to kind of be more personable, which is nice, right? Like getting information from someone who you can relate to or um, is much more approachable than some stuffy newscaster is uh, great. I think it's great. It's a step in the right direction personally. But when I'm watching them, I just feel like... <laughs> And this might be a, a misconception on my part, or um, I guess maybe I'm biased, but it always feels so fake. Like they just feel fake. Even if they're telling me information that's like a hard fact, like, oh, in Final Cut, like you have to do this, this and that to get this to happen. Like that's that's hard coded into Final Cut and that's how it is. But it just seems they're, they just seem so fake. And I really want to 
despite that, like, I don't want people to think that I'm just being like, oh, hey, ha, like me, watch my videos, follow me. Like, that's not really what I'm going for. Uh, and I don't know if that comes across well in the videos. I'm really trying to be someone's companion, whether you live in the continental United States or you live in Europe or whatever. If you're a gamer, if you're a creative, if you're just someone who just, you know, kind of is on their like neat or otaku level and they kind of don't go out a lot and they they just need more people to interact with like I'm there for you like uh, that's kind of my goal uh, my goal isn't really to you know be super cutesy or like get you know get so famous that people will buy my bath water and I know some of you are giggling but there are some twitch uh, users who literally do that and like people I think they paid <laughs> I can't say the dollar amount but they paid a unspecified amount of money for some I guess I'll say attractive women's like bath water and obviously she you know put a disclaimer don't drink it or anything gross like that but like the fact that someone would and you can say oh it's to like support her but like she has a store with keychains and pins and stuff like that like buying bath water is just a whole new level and I think there's that's like the creep level of like YouTube versus the news. And I know that newscasters and I guess you would say respected journalists also have their share of people who are way too invested in them uh, outside of their job as someone who reports the news to them or gives them information or whatever. But I just feel like with YouTube, it's just extra creepy because with journalists, they get paid by a company, right? And for the most part, their popularity with the public really only extends to a certain amount right like they're not doing polls it's not like they need follows to keep their job if they're you know if they're doing respected work and you know they're keeping up with the industry trends they're basically going to be able to keep their job like not a lot of people are like oh i hate that newscaster blah like but with youtube and other formats like that uh their job and the amount of ad revenue or money that youtube is willing to pay them to create content really kind of hinges on how much other people like them and i think that's a deterrent to them making videos I want to watch like I don't know it's really complicated <laughs> but I'm hoping I'm hoping that the, the content that I'm creating and that you'll be able to get lots of on the website will be counter to that it will be useful it'll be fun and it won't be cringy yeah <laughs> well let's talk about something fun now that I've kind of gotten that aside um out of my head so let's talk about that Mandalorian though oh okay so the finale came out last month um I didn't really talk about it because you know last season had already ended and I was like meh I'll let people ruminate on the ideas uh in the Mandalorian to be honest I'm not gonna lie the last episode was kind of derivative like I wasn't super surprised or anything by what happened in it or anything like that so we've already known that you know the Mandalorian is very attached to uh baby Yoda who still by the end of the series doesn't actually have a name also preface that I haven't seen um, I haven't seen the last um, Star Wars movie that came out either. I've, I've just been watching The Mandalorian. Spoiler alert. So in the last episode, you know, we pick up with the uh, Mando and uh, the bounty hunter guild leader and um, everyone that, you know, they're stuck in the cantina and they're fighting off uh, the moth. And so him and his men, obviously they're attacking and, uh, Mando, we have Grief Karga and uh, Gina in the uh, canteen or whatever cantina, and they're fighting off the moth 
and you know like moth tarkin but it's not moth tarkin uh it is so he's not sure if baby yoda got away and then the guy who was helping them actually ends up dying so the i was the i-88 is kind of been has been reprogrammed to save baby yoda and so he saves baby yoda and then you know he ends up sacrificing himself because someone had to and it obviously couldn't be mando because he's the center of the whole story um and in the end you know everyone survives except for the robot which is like who really cares about the robot um and even the bad guy survives which i'm like oh god what a horrible way to um kind of tease for season two and, and to be honest, like the whole time the series was coming out, I was like, oh, this is going to be a contained story. I mean, obviously, I'd love to see more. I mean, I wasn't asking for a whole epic. I wouldn't have minded. I don't think that the season needed to end with, what, what were there, six? There were eight episodes. It didn't need to end, honestly. I'm like, that's one of the things that I think is really holding back. Um, not streaming per se, but I do think that, um, as far as TV and production goes, obviously, when you produce a TV show or a movie, it is very time and money intensive. Um, but in my personal opinion, there's always ways to adjust what you're doing. If it's too much to do um, things in a certain amount of time, like they did eight episodes of The Mandalorian. And I'm like, OK, so there are eight episodes. But why? couldn't you stagger their release and I know me personally like in the age of you know instant gratification that we're in now you know the whole purpose of there being a Disney plus at all I still feel as though how do I put it I still feel as though mm, a season could be longer mind you I mean these episodes aren't exactly the episodes in the Mandalorian aren't exactly you know they're not hour and a half Sherlock um episodes they're 39 to you know, between 32 and 45 minutes long each. So they're not exactly, you know, time busters or anything. So there are eight episodes and most of them are between 32 and 45 minutes. And so I don't know, I just felt like there was time to add more or in that case, extended to an hour and a half each because some of them felt like very little happened in them. And some of them felt like they were perfect. Uh, and right now, I mean, like, the season ended and I was like, but I want more. And the thing is, is that what is a cliffhanger? I feel like uh, that needs to be re really reassessed because I feel like there's no cliffhanger. Also, I was super annoyed that there's no next week on The Mandalorian. I think a lot of streaming shows don't have those. And I'm like, why? Why? Can you tell me what's going to happen next week? Can I see a preview? Give me something here. And with The Mandalorian, it ending after eight episodes, I was like, there should be more. And the the... How should I say the ending was climactic and it wasn't all, you know, exploding, you know, spaceships and, you know, battle cries and blasters and stuff. There was those things. But what really like captures you captures you at the end. Spoiler alert is, you know, the Mandalorian meets the armorer again. And she's like, oh, well, you know, he's your foundling. Um, you know, the covert covert covert. The covert is like basically killed. Like everyone's dead except for the armorer, as far as we can tell. And she's like, well, you know, he's your foundling. You found him and it's now your duty to raise him and or find his family. And so he says, she says, you're a clan of two. And so now they are definitely together. Like the Mandalorian is dedicated to him, to the baby Yoda, especially because he himself um, was a foundling. And so he knows how important it is to have someone um, dedicate themselves to you when you have no one and nothing. On top of that, we hear his real name for the first time, which is exciting because we, we were never really sure, like, 
you know, everyone's kind of holding out hope that he was like Boa Fett or Janko Fett or someone from that family. Um, but he's not, you know, he he's an entirely different person. Um, so his name is Din Darjin. And so we hear his name for the first time in this in the very last episode. So now you know who he is. He has his crest and now he is like a clan, like he's a clan leader. And so now we're like, oh, like he's going to be amazing. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen because the season ended. And so now we probably have to wait another year and a half for another season to come out. And oh, the waiting, the waiting is the worst part. Right. And so, yeah, man, it's just it just hurts my heart right? because Unlike the Star Wars series, which, you know, their movies, they're an hour and a half, maybe two hours long. And something happens, you know, you have a call to action, you have a climax, and then you have a resolution, right? And that's that's the movie. With TV shows, it's kind of like they have to have different subplots, right? You have the main plot, then you have your A plot, B plot, C plot, sometimes all the way to like F plots. And those are always boring, right? Those are always like relationships, like romantic relationships. And they're never as fulfilling as they should be. But whatever, you have all these plots going. And in a lot of times, I mean, obviously they don't end a plot so that the plot can continue in the next series, but they also don't create a good standing off point. Like a cliffhanger is supposed to be that, you know, you're chasing this, you're chasing this, this resolution to this problem. You're chasing it, you're chasing it. And then there's a cliff and the resolutions hopped over the cliff to the other side of the canyon and you can't reach it because you have to wait for the next season. But with the end of this season of Mandalorian, I'm kind of like... Oh, like I know all these things about him. I know that, you know, his, you know, his family or his planet was attacked. Like he wasn't born on Mandalore. He was born on another planet. And then his family was killed in the purge. And both his parents died. Pretty much, I guess you can th- say that most of the people from wherever he lived, his village, his town, his city were all killed. And the Mandalorians came in to help and protect them. And they saved them, saved him, really, and took him back. And he's been wearing the helmet ever since because they took him in. And he's like, this is the way. Right. So, oh man, I just feel like this. It, the cliffhanger is not a cliffhanger. I kind of feel like it's a slowly, um, a slowly declining hill. And so I feel like I'm on the bottom of the cliff looking up instead of on one side of the cliff, on one side of the canyon, looking at the other side of the canyon. and so. I'm kind of like, mm, they're going to have to come up with something really big when season two comes out because, I mean, they let the bad guy live, although he shouldn't have, right? And as one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels says, you know, he survived that. He survived a space, he survived his aircraft or I guess spacecraft crashing to the ground from, I don't even know, maybe mm, two, three, four, five miles in the air. Like, whew. That is ridiculous. He should definitely be dead. I mean, I don't know about the airbags in a spaceship, but hey, I guess it's a movie. I mean, it's a TV show, right? So they're expecting you to suspend some sort of disbelief because he has to come back for the next season to be the bad guy, I guess. Um, But I am looking forward to season two. I still am having issues with paying Disney $6 so I can watch The Mandalorian. I definitely canceled it. I mean, I I just don't... uh, Whatever we've had the conversation about how I feel about everyone and their mother and distribution and um distribution and um we've we've talked about me and all the companies in the world thinking that they need to have a streaming service because they created a movie thirty years ago and how unbeneficial I think it is to us. But I digress. So like I said before, uh, the website's coming. That was one of my goals this year, and so I want to complete it. I want to complete it early so that I can get this ball rolling and keep everything going. You guys already know about kind of 
um, the con plan. I'm going to publish like a post about it so you guys can like look at it and like decide if you want to meet up or anything like that. That'd be super cool. Um, remember, you can always send me an email. At the moment, you can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com. But in the future, you'll be able to send me emails through the website as well and all that good stuff. Uh, and let me know if you want to do a Comic-Con uh, PAX East or Fan Expo Comic-Con meetup. Um, was it Super Mega Fest meetup, which I'm also going to go to, which is usually further at the end of the year, but you can never plan too early uh, or anything like that. Uh, uh, the website is also going to have a contest. I've got to tell you guys about that. We're going to be running a, you know, New Year contest. Um, it's, you know, it's to commemorate obviously in the new year but also you know new uh beginnings new opportunities and so the website is my opportunity to be more hands-on and communicate with you guys uh you know more and stuff like that so uh, if you want to find out more about that you can check out the instagram where the rules and stuff are going to be posted and on february 1st you'll be able to find it on the website and submit it either through email or on the website or however you would like to um participate in the contest so that's going to be super super exciting uh, and make sure you check back for more if you want to participate in the guild. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I already told you guys about the Discord. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, uh, I started a Discord server called the Hunter XP Hunters Guild. You can join it. Uh, if you are having trouble finding it, uh, you can always send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com. And I will uh, send you a specific invite link so that you can join and, you know, Follow along with the Let's Play. Let me know if I missed something in a corner or behind a building in a ditch somewhere while I'm playing. And you can also talk to each other about like how you're doing in your games. If you need help finishing something, you guys can uh, definitely cooperate there. You know, join up, become fire teams uh, and hopefully help each other out. That's what the guild's all about. Helping each other out, sharing our ideas, gaining XP, leveling up and being more. Um, so this... Uh I also want to talk about um, not just consuming things, but creating things. I think a lot of people, uh, I think I've said this a lot of times, but if you're new here, which I'm sure a lot of you are, um, in the first season of the show, I really talked about creating and uh, creators and how we kind of take them for granted. Like we like their works. We like the things they write. We like the things they draw or sculpt or paint or whatever. And so we just see it as art as a commodity to be kind of consumed like oh I looked at it it's pretty that's its only purpose and I think one of my biggest goals on the show especially when I talk to creators and you know talk with you guys is about understanding that art is not just for consumption um yeah it's there I personally think art is a tool for us to show emotion to express complex ideas in less complex manners uh, because mostly a lot of people think that the spoken word is the end all be all. Well, I personally do believe that the written word is very um, important. It's one of our biggest accomplishment, uh, accomplishments as a species. I also know that human beings are very simple creatures. I mean, we have very complex um, functions, I should say, but we are very simple. And that's why a lot of times, like I work in television and I keep telling people, I'm like, okay, like this flyer with all these words on it, that's that's great. But I'm going to tell you right now, even it doesn't matter how old they are, you need some words, you need some music, you need someone to say something because if they just 
if, if they just see words like yeah they're reading it but are they taking it in and we talked about this in season three also about how music affects how we feel about things so um, some tor- some type of color, some kind of movement, some kind of music, it's really important. And in art, I feel like a lot of people's relationship to it is kind of like, oh, it's so pretty. I like it. Oh, I don't like it. Um, rather than like kind of assessing like what it is, why it's there and what it's doing for you. And I also think that a lot of people consume and this is kind of <laughs> multifaceted, right? Because as a society and when I say that, I mostly mean America because that's what I know best. We consume a lot of things, but we don't create a lot of things. And especially in creative uh, arts, especially now when everyone's like tech, 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 do STEM, do STEM, do STEM. I'm like, what about creative mediums? And not to say that mathematics can't be used to create art, but mathematics is, for the most part, as we experience it in reality, math and science, they're, they're hard, like they're factual, like, you know, up is up and down is down, point blank. That's what it is. In relation to like our planet, right? When you're out of space, there's no such thing as up and down, you know, left and right. It's all in relation to something. It can't just be a direction. Uh, So for me, I feel like uh, that's part of the reason why I started XP Hunter. Like I wanted to create something instead of just reading these comics and internalizing how I feel about it or what I think about it. It's much more effective for me to consume that art and then... I don't want to say exposit, but I do. That's all I do, right? All I do is exposit (laughs) unless I have a companion. But it's more effective for me to consume this media or or art or whatever, understand it in some shape or fashion, and then put something out that is um, built on that idea or that feeling that I felt when I consumed that that art. Just like I tell people every chance I get. um, Last year, one of the biggest things that had an effect on me was... um, Heroes in Crisis, which was a series of comics that centered around Sanctuary, which was a place that Superman, Wonder Woman and Batman created to help heroes talk out their traumas. You know, um, and I talked about this in episode five with Fahrenheit and we talked about how in the comic it's like you have Batman and he doesn't like flat out cry, but like Batman, like, you know, he tears up a little, you know, the water wells. And the bottom of his eye, when he talks about it, he's like, yo, I adopt these kids and I bring them into my home and I train them and I care for them. He's like, And then they die or they leave. And it's just so traumatic for Batman because of how he became Batman because, you know, his parents died and all that stuff. So um, I, w- I always tell people about it. And recently I had a conversation with someone about it and they kind of laughed and they were like, you know, these fictional characters um, – need therapy and I'm like the thing is that in the context of the comic book they are real people they are living their lives as best they can and you know if I I didn't but I should have like explained to them that in the context of uh the multiverse our universe I think we live on earth in six months no six one six is the main universe but reality the earth in which uh there is an earth that experiences the same reality as we do where there are no superheroes they're just comic books based you know on superheroes kind of thing but they were just so they just thought it was very strange. And I was like, but the thing is, like, this is a work of art, not only the drawing that's done, but the story they're telling. It's it's an art because they're really exemplifying what's going on with a lot of people. Not to say that like mental illness or anything like that is new. It's not new. It's been going on for millennia since human beings, you know, thought and therefore they were. Um, and even before that, you know, it's always been an issue. It's just that it's been an issue we didn't talk about. And so I'm like, this is the comic books, um, you know, telling a story that is very relatable to people 
all over the world who can relate to having this issue, wanting to talk about something and not feeling comfortable enough to talk about it. And that's what I love most about a lot of comics. They try and cover very, very intricate and in-depth ideas. I read that comic and then I did that podcast about it with um, Fahrenheit and Fahrenheit hadn't read it. And so she was like, wait, what? That's so great. And she's, you know, she wants everyone to be better. Um, just like the goal here at XP Hunter and whether that means mentally or physically or whatever, you know, she's like, oh, get, get tested, go, you know, get, you know, go to safer and sexy and get condoms if you're, you know, having premarital sex or whatever. And you don't want to have, you know, babies like go, you know, go get condoms like, you know, um, arm yourself, protect yourself, do what's best for you. Um, and so that was my way of consuming art and then creating something from it, you know, and some hunters might have. Uh, been listening who had never heard of Heroes in Crisis because they're not really into Superman. They're more like a Vertigo reader, which Vertigo doesn't exist. Yes, I know. Um, but they're more of like, oh, I, I like horror comics. I don't really like superhero comics. Um, but the that contained story could be interesting to them. And I let them know about it. And I consume that art and I created something from it. I really want to encourage more people to do that just because I think it's very, very important. So a lot of times we make the argument that, um, there are no, there's no original movies and I'm just going to like go in for the juggler. That is not true. There are probably hundreds, if not thousands of original scripts and works of, uh, art that are submitted to like, production companies all the time. And they pass on it because they, even though they have lots of money, they don't want to take a chance that people aren't going to like it. So also, um, a factor I want to add to the podcast is music. So, I record my show at Boston Neighborhood Network, WBCA 102.9 FM uh, radio studio in Roxbury, Massachusetts. And so they have this great library of um, music. Uh, obviously, they have the obligatory BMI uh, kind of catalog, but they also catalog a lot of local music. And so I think I'm going to be playing music now, at least two songs every uh, episode, mostly because I know that you guys love music. I mean, who doesn't love music? And you just heard the I had episode last season. Go check it out if you'd like to hear it about how important music is to our lives, not just in the media we consume, but in our lives in general. Uh, so if you know anyone, I'll say from like the Northeast region who is a band that I should be checking out or listening to. You can always uh, send me, uh, uh, you know, a snippet of their song or uh, send me to their YouTube by sending me a message on uh, Instagram or by leaving a comment on YouTube or sending me an email at xhunterlee at gmail.com. Guys, season four is off to a great start. I'm sure uh, you guys are going to like the episodes that we have planned in the future but yeah remember guys in the meantime in between time game xp level up and be better.